Hello Aussie Monster Truck fans and welcome back to the podcast. Wow, it's been a long time and boy am I glad to be back. My guest today is the current voice of Monster Jam, Mr. Scott Jordan. Welcome to the podcast and boy has this been a long time in the making. Hey Ben, it's my pleasure. Yeah, we uh, we connected, uh, I believe a year, a year ago. Um, I think I was in Anaheim and we talked uh, first when he first started the podcast and uh, you never got to air it, right? So now we're redoing it again. Yeah, and I had um had some issues with trying to put it up and everything like that, but um, man, I'm glad to be finally doing it, and um, hopefully we have no issues this time. Right on, man. Let's roll. So uh, before we get into the questions, Scott, I understand that you just finished the show. So did you want to give us a bit of an insight on what the show was like and who came out on the top? Yeah, I'm in Albany, New York this weekend at the Times Union Center. Uh, so we had two shows today, one in the afternoon. And Tyler Menega and Gravedigger had a perfect event this afternoon, which is the first time I'd been on hand for one of those because they don't happen too often. And then tonight, uh, he started off winning the first two competitions and then had electrical issues and did not come back for donuts and freestyle. So the door swung wide open and Brianna Mahan and Whiplash won the event championship. Yeah, um, so, yeah, that, that's fantastic. I mean, Tyler's definitely the future of the sport. I mean, he's absolutely crazy inside uh, the arena uh, uh, in the arenas, and as I understand it, he's in the uh, stadiums next year. Uh, so that's yeah. going to be fantastic to see what he can do in the stadiums next year. Yeah, his stadium tour is stacked. I mean, he's got Ryan Anderson, Tom Mintz, um, Todd Duke, just to name a few. So it's it's pretty stacked from top to bottom. So he's got his work cut out for him. But I'm excited to see him in a stadium series for the first time. I'm excited to see Colton Eichelberger in a stadium series for the first time. So those two, I think, are, um, you know, not that they have anything they need to prove in Monster Jam, but I think they're going to, you know, really set the mark for, you know, what they have always been primed in this business to do next season. Yeah, 100%. And I, I for one, as a fan, I'm really looking forward to seeing those arena guys finally get their chance in a stadium, because the only stadiums they may have done are, you know, World Finals or that odd, odd occasion where I know Colton, he filled in for Tom at uh, 2017, uh, and he had some of the best ones I've ever seen, so it's going to be cool to see them finally get their chance in a stadium. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and, and every time, you know, Colton seems to get a chance to fill in for somebody, he does well. Um, Tyler, you know, made it to two World Finals racing finals um, you know, back to back. So, you know, I know with Tyler, he's had the opportunity to come up in stadiums. He's fallen a little short, you know, besides world finals. So I know he uh, has, has a lot he wants to prove. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think those two um, are definitely a huge part of the future of Monster Jam, um, along with, uh, you know, Tristan England and Earthshaker. He's got a bright future as well. And I'm excited to see those two. I'm excited to see you know, the, the female competitors on the stadiums next year and in the arenas. I and mean, there's one one female competitor uh, on each tour, and I know they're going to have a lot to prove as well, and I think they're going to get it done. Yeah, definitely. And I think out, out of all the all the tours for next year, I think, um, or at least in the stadiums, uh, Tyler and Colton, they're going to be the two hungriest people uh, for, that, for, for their first stadium championship. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year, and uh, hopefully they can put on a good show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. So, Scott, how did you get your start in Monster Jam? For me, um, I went to an audition in Orlando back in 2016. Um, I, at the time, I just had um, 
our first baby. So I, you know, I settled down from touring. I'd been a, you know, a musician and, and in, you know, various production shows for, you know, God, since probably 1998 um, ish, 99. And I started traveling. I moved to Vegas in 2002, started traveling overseas and, um, you know, just went all, all over the place. And then, um, you know, we had our first daughter around that time and uh, in 2015. And I knew that it wasn't something I could really do anymore. So I was actually, I took a management position at Universal Studios because they had health benefits and I needed something to stay home. Um, and then um, I was doing some other some other things on the side. You know, I was hosting, um, you know, different shows, karaoke, things like that. Just, you know, anything to make some extra money to help support our growing family. And then, um, I, I, you know, due to circumstances out of my control, I, I lost my performing job. So half of my income went out the door and I was just kind of sitting there, you know, trying to figure out what to do. And an audition came up for monster jam on Facebook. And my wife told me, uh, to go. And I, I knew monster trucks cause I had been when I was a kid, but I hadn't followed it in, in a long time. So I was a little hesitant. Um, I, I knew the casting director. I reached out to her and, you know, she filled me in a little bit and I, I went to the audition after work. I think I was the last one to audition and uh, Scott Douglas was there. And I remember they put, um, I got a call back. They put up a, a video. I had a, a television monitor in there. They put up a video of, um, I believe it was Todd LaDuke's freestyle run. And, and when he won the world championship in Metal Militia and basically just said, call this you know, like you would call an NFL game. Cause I didn't really know, um, you know, how to call a monster truck freestyle run. And so I just kind of, I, I did it, you know, as if I was calling an NFL game and I used terminology, you know, I used some stuff that I did know. And, um, you know, they called me back to sunrise with a big group of people. There were 13 of us there that weekend. And I remember my first interview, uh, was Kevin King who was driving fluffy at the time. He was my first interview. And I just, I did a couple things that weekend and they hired me and brought me on as a pit reporter for FS1 series West. And uh, my first show was in Anaheim at Angel stadium. And uh, yeah, man, I, I learned on the fly, you know, I didn't know much about the, the trucks and the parts and the, you know, things that went into making them and as a pit reporter that's my whole job is to talk about that so i remember leslie mears took me into the shop uh down to feld headquarters for about a half hour and showed me around a little bit and then when i got to anaheim um i remember adam anderson was very welcoming to me and basically just said listen anything you need let me know he took me around Gravesigger and and try to explain some things to me and i just i wrote everything down man i took notes i talked to everybody I tried to get my hands dirty and help out as much as I could, and um, I was off and running, man. And I felt, started feeling really comfortable after about week three, and just I kept trying to learn and bring a different element to Monster Jam that that had not been there before. With my my background of of being a sports fan and watching, you know, NFL and Major League Baseball and, and hockey and the NBA um, and, and and WWE, I just tried to bring a little bit of everything. I tried to tell stories and be interesting and it really took off and that was the start of my my career yeah and i think i speak for all the fans and i think you've definitely brought a, you know a different aspect of, of commentating into monster jam so now you've done really well there and you know i think the best way to learn is definitely on the fly um because you know you get thrown right into the deep end but it makes you better at your job 
as time goes on and you're definitely but you know you know you're definitely one of the best commentators that Monster Jam has seen you know along with Scott, um, Scott Douglas and, and Mark Schrader and all those type of people so you're definitely up there and um, yeah you you definitely bring a different aspect of commentating to Monster Jam so you've done well there mate so um, yeah uh, so how does someone get started in Monster Jam whether they would be driving or want to do mechanics or just you know like you want to be a commentator uh, for for the the driving and and technician side of it, I mean, there's there's you know two routes you can go. Um, you know, you can go the traditional route and you know call the independent teams or you know just start going to the events and talking to the independent drivers and and just volunteering to help on the weekends or whenever you're free and you know learning that way and then moving up and you know you look at a guy like Elvis Linez who. Um, was around when he was two years old and then, you know, just kept showing up as he got older to events and learning and talking to people and volunteering to help. And, um, you know, now is, is a prominent young superstar, another guy to, to watch. I'm excited for him next year as well. He's done amazing things in Grey Clips Mohawk Warrior in arenas this year. Um, so that's a traditional route to go uh, that a lot of guys start doing that. Um, the other route now is going to – our study in the UNOH, which is um, our education partner at Monster Jam, and I know um, they're doing amazing things there. I'm, I'm looking forward to next year being able to go visit the campus and, you know, talk to some of the students and see their program up close. But uh, we talk about them every week, every event. You know, we've given out scholarships at our events before. Um, we have a lot of technicians now that have graduated from there and that are, are getting started in Monster Jam, so they're. Uh, going to school, uh, it's the number one rated uh, high-performance motorsports program in the country, and it's a fully accredited school. And you know, from what I've seen, it's a beautiful campus in Ohio, and you know they've got sports teams, so it's a full college experience. Uh, you just study motorsports, which I think is incredible to be able to go to school and study motorsports. So I know a lot of drivers graduating from there and literally walking into a career in Monster Jam. So. You know, there's there's a couple different ways, or you could just be a really good driver in something else. You could be really good at, you know, on a bike, on a on a quad, and just you know get noticed. You could be really good as a RC car driver, which is what Barry Musauer did when he got discovered, and they figured, hey, if you're if you're that good with a uh, remote control truck, then we need to see what you can do in a monster truck, and and he's proven that that can be a great way to get in. So, just drive, learn, talk to people, volunteer work as an announcer uh the only way i know of to get in is, is to audition or, or send your your videos your your host reel to uh, the powers that be and then an audition i, I think next year we're, we're bringing in you know 10 to 12 hosts i don't know who's coming back i don't know how many new ones they're hiring i just uh, you know doing the math with five tours you know you're probably going to need 12 ish around there um so uh, that's what I'm guessing, but I don't I don't have any insider information yet as to who's coming back or how many hosts are looking for. But I don't anticipate a you know major audition tour like we've had in the past, where they would go to five different cities and audition people. So you know anybody out there who aspires to be a host, if you have a host reel, um, you know just you contact Monster Jam through social media or on the website and find out who to send it to, and uh, otherwise uh, you know. Just be on the lookout. If, if we do have auditions, they'll be posted on social media. Yeah, no, definitely. And as you were talking about, you know, with UNOH, um, you know, that's probably the world's biggest, you know, 
you know, college for motorsports or, you know, a- aspect for learning about motorsports and everything like that. And you're talking about, you know, you could be a really good driver, you know, in something else. You mentioned Bari and with the RCs and everything like that. Uh, Todd Leduc as well. Um, <laughs> you know, he used to, I think he still does stadium trucks. Um, cool. I think he used to drive um, motorbikes and stuff like that. You know, even, even you know, you look back at Damon Bradshaw, you know, he used to be a... Um, uh, motocross driver I think um, so you know like you said there's many different routes I mean you can go the traditional way helping out at independent shows or independent teams um, you know Team Scream Bounty Hunter or Team Bounty Hunter you know you know teams like that um, and you know they'll be more than willing to you know help you out I know a couple of people who are working uh, with those type of teams and everything like that so it's cool to see that Monster Jam have different routes um but if you don't want to lead into Monster Jam, then you can always stay with those independent teams. And it's just cool to see how many different ways that people can go about getting in into the you know Monster Jam world, so or Monster Truck world at least. Um, and I know that's definitely one of the routes that I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to get my name, you know, out there within the Australian Monster Truck community. Community, you know, trying to go to as many shows as possible and talking to the drivers and talking to the owner. Um, of the company and just picking up all those little, you know, those little things um, that may not be said to to many other fans, but yeah, you know, it's always good to ask and go to the shows and say, you know, you know, how does this work or or what do you have to do to fix this and stuff like that. So um, it's cool to see, you know, the different ways that people are getting into Monster Jam and Monster Trucks and everything like that. Yeah, for sure. And there's a lot of opportunities out there. You just got to look for them. Yeah, exactly. And if an opportunity does come your way, grab it with both hands and don't just, you know, sit there and look at it. Um, definitely grab it with both hands because you never know when that opportunity is going to come around again. Exactly. Uh, so, in your time in Monster Jam, what has been the greatest event you have called or seen? Uh, for me, I mean, <clears throat> it, it, it'd probably have to be World Finals. I, I've done both Vegas and Orlando. Uh, Vegas, I've, I've done... Um, live events, pit reporter in Orlando. I was actually just there for TV, um, you know, shooting some promo stuff and, um, you know, upstairs in the, in the press box and in the booth. So I was, I didn't get a chance to do live event in Orlando, but for me, I think that world finals that I did, and I believe it was 2018 world finals. And I was a pit reporter at Sam Boyd, which was the last one in Vegas. It was, it was nuts. The atmosphere was just incredible. I mean, you want to talk about a, a, a pressure cooker environment for me, back there in racing it was just non-stop nuts and i've never experienced anything like it and i doubt i will ever experience anything like it again yeah and um i think uh world for uh 2018 was world finals 19 i believe um and that's where both uh adam and ryan ryan took freestyle and adam took racing um and i was there and um you know that's and I, and I, I want to come back, but obviously this whole COVID situation has kind of put a stop to that. Um, so I still hold fond memories from um, from the World Finals uh, back in 2018. Um, and, you know, I've made some great friends, you know, Adam, um, Jim Cole. He's actually come over to Australia uh, two or three times um, to do our own version of, of the World Finals. Um, so, you know, it's cool to, you know, it's cool that, you know, some of them remember, um, like Jim, you know, he knows my dad when he came over. Um, so it's cool to have those, I guess, you know, connections. Um, 
but I mean, yeah, you know, World Finals 19 will probably be one of the best, well, you know, World Finals that I've ever seen. Um, followed along with uh, World Finals 17, I believe, and that was Dennis Anderson's last World Finals, I believe. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, World Finals is definitely, you know, the, you know, the, there's no words to describe how, how amazing, you know, just that weekend is, you know, you've got um, practice, uh, and then you've got young guns, and then you've got qualifying, and then, um, or qualifying, then young guns, and then the main show, so it's a, it's a full weekend of just pure action, and the pit party is, is nuts, I mean, you've got things happening, you know, left, right, up and down, um, you've got things happening everywhere, you know, you've got RCs, you've got um, on-stage interviews, you've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of trucks, um, you know, with all their drivers and everything like that. So if you've never been to the World Finals, and I think Scott can back me up on this, if you've never been to the World Finals, guys, please go because you will never, ever regret um, going. It is definitely one of the best motorsports events that I've ever been to, um, and I definitely cannot cannot wait to come back. Um, hopefully that will be next year uh, if the borders open up. Um, and being in Orlando, I've never been to Orlando before, so it'll be a new experience and everything like that. Um, but just to kind of see, you know, different, you know, a different track at least, because um, last year, uh, not last year, uh, back in 2019, they had that down ramp, um, and that kind of threw a little, uh, you know, some people off. Um, but then again, you know, with the technicians that Monster Jam have, I mean, they probably have, you know, some of the best technicians in the world. Um, they can fine tune, you know, you know, the monster trucks to, to the driver's specifications. So, um, yeah, guys, if you've never been to the world finals, please go because it's definitely one of the best events that Monster Jam put on throughout the year. For sure. Agree 100%. Uh, so what sets Monster Jam and Monster Trucks apart from any other motorsports in the world? Well, I would say, um, the accessibility of our, our drivers to the fans. Um, you know, even, even with COVID, uh, you go to, a and I love supercross, you know, I, I worked, uh, worked there as well in 2019, but you know, you go there to meet the, the, the athletes and the riders there. I mean, they're, they're out for maybe an hour and you generally have to wait in line. You can really only see one cause you're in line for so long. Um, and maybe it's changed uh, since the last time, I was there, but you know, I, I know they come out usually for an hour, they sign, they go back in their trailer and they get, get their self ready. Um, you know, same with NASCAR. It, it's just, you know, those guys are, um, you know, they're big stars as, as well. And, um, you know, their standards for, you know, meeting the fans are a little different, uh, with monster jam. I mean, the drivers are easily accessible for, I think now we're doing an hour to an hour and a half, but it used to be, you know, four hours and they were out for three of those, um, you know, plus the early access, meeting everybody, shaking hands, signing every autograph, taking every picture. So I think right there, the accessibility and the, you know, personability of, of our drivers would set us apart from not just any other motorsport from, but from any other sport period. Um, you know, you go to an NFL game and you go to the back where the players entrance while they're leaving. I mean, most of them aren't going to stop to sign an autograph. They're going to, you know, hop in their Ferrari or their Mercedes and, you know, go to the club and, and, and party. But Monster Jam, it's not even even coming out of Albany, you know, today. We had a lot of fans lined up and, you know, they were just out there 
talking, uh, you know, at a safe distance, of course, there's a barricade, uh, you know, and everybody's wearing masks and doing what we need to do to keep everybody safe. But I mean, the drivers were out there talking and um, it, it's great to see that. And I don't see it anywhere else. No, you definitely don't. And, you know, with that excess, you know, with the accessibility, um, you know, you know, talking about NFL and NASCAR and, and motocross and everything like that, not having, you know, that chance to really get to know, you know, get to know the drivers or have have a decent chat with them. Uh, and it's the same with F1, you know, my older, you know, my dad and my older brother, they went to um, F1 in Melbourne back in 2017. Um, and some drivers will stop and sign autographs, but um, because of how it works, um, they can't, you know, it's not like with Monster Jam where they have, you know, their separate tents um, and you can go line up and, you know, have, you know, maybe a five minute conversation with them uh, and then move on to the next driver. Um, F1, you know, you might get, you know, might get lucky to get your favourite driver's signature um, and then, um, you know, you could be waiting there for, you know, two hours and, you know, the drivers just walk past then. Um, you know, I have nothing against that, um, but yeah, I think I think it's just the way that you know different motorsports handle, you know, interactions with fans, and like you said, obviously with COVID, it's a bit different. Um, you know, with the social distancing and the mask wearing and everything like that. Um, but I mean, you know, Monster Jam have done everything that they can, um, you know, to keep everyone safe and still put on great shows. Um, you know, with the long break that you guys had uh, back in 2017 and to finally come back in um, October or November or somewhere around that time, I think it was, um, you know, you still, you guys put on, you know, a, a really good show and, and the fans were happy to, you know, finally be back and finally see Monster Trucks, you know, flying 40, 50 feet in the air. So, um, you know, you guys are still putting on shows and you're still having those fan interactions, which is fantastic to see. Um, and it's great to see that you're doing everything that you guys, in your power, that you guys can to um, uh, to keep everyone safe. So, um, and I know the vaccination rates over there are pretty good as well. So, um, in in a whole, you know, America and Monster Jam are doing, you know, fantastic. So it's good to see that everyone over there is staying safe and everything like that. Yeah, we, we're uh, doing our part here. Um, you know, we, we've got the standards at the buildings that we have to follow and wear masks at all times. And, you know, vaccination rate is going up uh, every day. And I know a lot of cities and stadiums and arenas are mandating anybody that walks in to be vaccinated. So I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, that has to happen in order to be able to work, uh, you know, in, in a place where there's a lot of people and a lot of interaction. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's the same with us over here. Um, you know, I think they're going to mandate, you know, if you even want to go to the shops that you have to be uh, fully vaccinated. So I, th I think it's just a waiting waiting game at this point just to see what happens. But if it happens, it happens. And, you know, a, you know, a person like me, we're not going to be able to change it. So I think we just have to kind of deal with it and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And, um, you know, Monster Jam's still happening. And I think that makes everyone happy that, you know, at least Monster Truck shows are still happening. Um I know we're on a bit of a break here because um, our numbers aren't the best, but, um, you know, um, as, as soon as we can hit that uh, that mark that the government had set, then hopefully shows will start to come back. I know over in Queensland, um, shows are happening over there. So, um, but I mean, like, it's still good to see, you know, you know, monster truck shows are still happening. Um, 
you know, here in Australia and over there in the US. So it's still good to see. And um, yeah, it's just good to see Monstrucks are still happening and they're not having long breaks like, like you guys did last year. So it's still fantastic to see. Yeah, uh, so with the 2022 schedule have been announced, what tour or lineup are you looking forward to the most? And I know we spoke about this at the start, uh, you know, Tyler finally getting his berth into the stadiums and his Colton as well. So what tour or lineup are you looking forward to the most? I think, you know, they're, they're all pretty spread out as far as star power and ability. <clears throat> um, when you look at yellow, you got Adam and Colton, Charlie Pocken coming back, uh, Bryce, Kenny, Camden Murphy, Caleb Blood uh, on stadiums for the first time. And then you got the four uh, team screen trucks and you got, you know, Throttle Monster in there. So you look at that lineup and I think any anybody has a shot at winning any event with that if, if they're consistent. Um, obviously, Adam's always tough to, to get by, but uh, Camden Murphy coming back in Baku Grand Dragon out, he's going to be fun to watch, I think. Bryce Kenny takes a you know a huge step forward next year. Colton Eichelberg on his first tour. Um, we already talked about Red and how you know crazy stacked that is. Uh, Cynthia Gautier and another one is going to be on that tour and her new truck and Ryan Dishroon, who I'm here with this weekend. John Gordon, Jamie Garner, Colvin Hard, the Pagley Rulos, uh, Mark List coming back in El Toro Loco. So that's uh, that's another stack lineup. It's tough to say. Even you know the arena tours are. You have a lot of drivers that started on arenas, went to stadiums, and are going to go back now into arenas. So you, you know, literally, when you look at the lineups, it's it's tough to pick anybody from these. So uh, you know, I can I can talk about each matchup I'm looking forward to the most on each tour. On on Central, I'm excited to see Kristen Anderson and and Bari, you know, go at it every week. But Elvis Linez has has, has stepped up huge in great clips and done an amazing job. Zach Garner. Um, killed it in Atlanta, you know, when he came out to Atlanta Motor Speedway. So I'm excited to see him on that tour. Uh, Arena Series East, Brandon Vincent, always tough, but Cody Saucier back in Monster Energy. Brianna Mahan, who I, I think, like, literally watching her freestyle runs, I don't, I'm hard pressed to, to find a driver that consistently gets the type of air that she does every time she jumps that truck. Um, you know, and you got, uh, Bernard Light going into Megalodon, so he's going to be tough to get by as well. Um, if he can stay consistent, J.R. Neal's trucks, uh, Steve Sims trucks are in there. Those guys can win too. And then on the West, I mean, Lindsey Reed, she's a world finals champion. David Olford, Jurassic Attack, he, uh, every time I have seen him in person drive, he's he's done incredible things. He wins competitions. You got Ty England going back to Earthshaker there. Um, Armando Castro is, is another guy who's won a world world finals championship in the triple threat series. Um, it's just it's just crazy stacked. I mean, looking at this, that's a central, that's the east. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough to pick anybody. I, I'm really. I know for TV, we're just doing the stadium shows. We're going back and forth between red and yellow, uh, but I I'm excited to see some of these drivers like go back to arenas and compete on a full season and just see what happens. Yeah, and um, like you were saying, all, all those lineups are stacked and like you said, any any one of those drivers have, um, you know, there's no one driver that can go in and, um, you know, that is the favourite. I mean, obviously fans are going to, you know, either pick Gravedigger, Max D, Son of a Digger or, you know, Megalodon or, you know, trucks like that. But 
you know, it's the same with any motorsport, you know, you have to be consistent week in and week out, and with Monster Jam, that can be hard, because you don't know if you're going to have, you know, electrical issues, like you were saying, with Tyler uh, Manninger tonight, uh, he had electrical issues, um, so, and, and you've got to make sure that, you know, the truck doesn't break on the first jump or, or anything like that, because I know you've got a new rule now that I think it's, you have to complete 30 seconds of your freestyle free run to get a score, or to be eligible for a score, um, so yeah, I I, I personally as a fan um, uh, are gonna love seeing, um, you know, the stadiums and and you know when uh, Monster Jam put up, you know, maybe Instagram videos of of arenas. Then um, I know they're gonna be, um, you know, each show next year is gonna be off the charts crazy. Um, so I, I'm personally looking forward to that and I can't wait to see, uh, you know, who comes out on top next year and gets to the, and gets to the birth of the world finals. Um, so yeah. So talking about the world finals, there was an announcement a couple of weeks ago that the world finals is finally coming back after a year long wait due to COVID. The world finals is finally coming back. So Scott, from from your point of view, how cool is that to finally get to go back to Orlando and have, you know, the greatest spectacle of Monster Jam return? Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, next year, we, we don't know who's going to get the berth. We don't know who's going to be um, going to the World Finals. So how cool is that going to be to finally have the World Finals come back and to have the fans there? I'm I'm super excited. I know everybody is uh, from fans to drivers to techs to everybody in the office just to be able to have world finals. I mean, we're talking about by the time we get there to world finals. I mean, we're we're talking, you know, 2019 was the last one. So I mean, it's going to be 2022. You're looking at a, a a three year absence, you know, between the two. We didn't have one in 2020. Didn't have one this year. Um, so it's it's. A long time coming um and you know i know a lot of people a lot of fans were very vocal about <clears throat> why did it leave vegas and going to orlando well, left vegas because sam boy stadium was getting torn down and we just couldn't couldn't have it there anymore and orlando if you look at you know destination towns of course vegas is one but orlando i don't know that there's a a bigger vacation destination for families in the world than orlando florida so it had everything you could possibly ask for and um you know i thought the turnout was great the weekend was great everybody can come down and and make it an event you know you, you get there on on a wednesday you go to the theme parks you go to the beach you know do that on thursday friday you come to we're having a a charity bowling i don't know if it's a tournament or if it's just like a, a bowling day but it's it's all proceeds that are raised that day go to saint jude children's research hospital and i know that uh, everybody is excited for that, and it's going to be an opportunity for fans to see, you know, drivers and you know technicians. And I, I, I want in on this so bad because I, I, I had to when I went to college, I had to take a sports elective my freshman year, and I registered late. And the only thing that was available was bowling, and I just fell in love with bowling. Yeah. I want to, I want to be there. Yeah. Um, and of course, St. Jude is uh, an incredible organization, so that charity bowling match will go everything goes to saint jude and then we have the hall of fame induction ceremony later that night the monster jam award ceremony and then of course saturday and sunday uh, we'll have our four competitions and, and crown our world champions so um I, I live in the orlando area so for me it's an opportunity to 
stay home and you know welcome everybody and and kind of act as a host for the event um and i'm looking forward to being in the broadcast booth with colt and leslie and you know calling this thing live and just enjoying the moment because it is a it's a spectacle man and, and everybody brings their a game everybody brings their a game because everybody wants to win a world championship and one mistake can cost you everything so it's it's a high pressure environment for everybody and um it, it's just when you know you got the world series you got the super bowl the nba finals um and for us it's it's monster jam world finals and it lives up to the hype so if you've never been and you have an opportunity to go this is the year to go because believe me it is going to be a hell of a party in orlando uh since we haven't had a world final since 2019 it is going to be nuts yeah definitely and um i i personally think if i get the chance to go uh, you know you bet that me and my dad are going to be buying the first tickets to the u.s or to orlando the first chance we get because uh, like you said next year the world finals is going to be off the charge it is going to be the greatest thing um that place to man you're welcome at my house anytime yeah thanks mate um uh you know and and you know this goes back to you know monster jam is you know monster jam has the best community you know from drivers to you know technicians just to just people that work behind the scenes um and you know my dad knows um i can't think of a name uh but she does a lot of the australian stuff uh from when you guys have come over um and you know sometimes that's the only time that people in australia get to see you know what these monster jam trucks can do um and yeah you like you guys have got the best community you know for me in motorsports so um but yeah like if you guys get the chance to go to the world finals next year you know go because like scott said this is going to be the greatest event that monster jam have ever put on you know having you know pretty much what is a three-year you know long wait for this world finals you know every single driver are going to are going to be on their a game and i think it's going to be extremely extremely tough to win any competition um, and that leads into the next question. Uh, back in 2019, there were four new competitions. You had the ATVs, the Speedsters, High Jump, and the Two Wheel Skills. So, from your point, Scott, how cool is that to have four new competitions, which gives um, not only uh, some arena guys um, a chance to win a world, fi- uh, you know, a world finals championship, whether that be you know in Two Wheel Skills or uh, ATVs or speedsters. Uh, so how cool is that? You know, to have you know new competitions being added to the World Finals, um, and you know from a fans, you know from a fans point of view, you know it's it's cool because you know it, that just adds that just adds to the entertainment. Um, you know, like I said before, you've got the RCs, you've got you know some interviews, you've got you know on stage uh, action, you've got you know you've got the um, uh, motocross guys doing their section um you know like i said there's ha- there's things happening everywhere so having four new competitions added to the world finals how cool is that um you know for each driver then to win you know ov- obviously in previous years you've had just the racing freestyle on the dub uh, the double down showdown yeah. or the young gun shootout as it's called now um so how cool is that to have different drivers you know, winning different events. I thought it was great uh, for the sport and for the fans because it gave fans the opportunity to see more 
things, you know, instead of just a racing and freestyle competition inside the stadium, now you've got a high jump competition and the great clips, you know, skills challenge competition, which, you know, fans have been seeing all year long. So it was nice to culminate that in a world championship, the, the speedsters and the ATVs, you know, add, added another element to the pit party. And you, you talked about that earlier about how there's just something everywhere. And, um, you know, to have world champions crowned, you know, in the pit party area on the side of the stadium, um, I thought that just added another really cool element because you could just be there walking around taking pictures and meeting drivers and then go over and, and watch somebody, you know, grab a world championship. Um, so I thought it was great. It gave the triple threat series competitors, um, you know, who may not have been eligible to make world finals may not have been invited otherwise to compete come to the event and compete for world championships and um you know obviously we're not having a triple threat series next year it's just the arena championship series so i, I don't know um there hasn't really been a formal announcement it was if you know those championships are, are going to ever return to the triple threat series is ever going to return um you know, right now I know we're doing the four competitions for World Finals, but things could change. I just I thought having that element there, being able to bring more drivers in to compete in the Triple Threat Series for World Championships, I just thought that I thought it was great. I thought it added a new element to it, and uh, you know, definitely gave the fans something more to look forward to as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, you know, it gives, like you said, you know, it gives you know those arena those arena guys a chance to compete in the world finals um you know if they don't you know if they don't place you know first or if they don't win the championship then um unfortunately they don't get a berth or they might get invited as part of the i think it's now 24 truck lineup um so you know for like i said from a fan's point of view i i love it because not only does it add something else to watch but it also adds you know, it also builds up to the excitement of the main event. Um, so I guess the kind of like, you know, um, you know, I'm going to use, you know, a boxing term or UFC term, whatever you, whatever you watch. Um, you know, it, they're like a, the, they're like, um, you know, the, the, the like undercards or precards. Um, you know, they're building up to the excitement of, of the main event. Um, and yeah, you know, the world finals. I can't say this enough. The world finals is, you know, just off the charts craziness. Um, you know, back when me and my dad last went, um, the RC one was that. That's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, and you know, it, and it gives you know, and it gives drivers, you know, the drivers, you know, who drive their their trucks, you know, the the miniature ones, you know, you know, Fonz Jam, you know. Like with Barry, you know, he got his start um, with Monster Jam from RC Truck. So, you know, if the RC drivers, if they, you know, if they're doing well and Monster Jam reach out to them and say, hey, you know, this and this and this, then they could get their start like Barry did. So um, it's also an opportunity for those guys to, to maybe even get their start in Monster Jam. So um, not only is it cool for the arena guys to get their chance, but it also gives the RC guys their chance to maybe um you know get their name out there in monster you know in monster jam or um you know with just any independent team so um it, you know it's cool because it gives everyone a chance to say hey I'm here and you know I'm a force to be reckoned with in that sense so um yeah you know it's just one of those things that you know fans love it I love it and obviously you know you guys love it so
yeah, it's I can't say it enough. It's just an absolute spectacle of, of what Monster Jam can put on. And to be a two-day show, because um, I know it used to be all in one day. Um, I think the first one I went to was back in 2012, um, and that was uh, a one-day show, I think. I think it was the Double Down Showdown or Young Gun Shootout. Um, and then it went straight into racing and then freestyle all in the one night, I think. Um, I could be wrong, but, I mean, yeah. But, guys, I can't say it enough. If you get the chance to go, go and you will not regret it. I can guarantee you, if you've never been to a Monster Jam show before, go to that one and you'll be hooked for the rest of your life. Um, yeah, so, that, um, I, I'm glad that the World Finals is coming back, um, so, and I know you guys from Monster Jam and, and from all the drivers, technicians, and from the people that work behind the scenes in Monster Jam, um, I'm grateful for them because, you know, they've done their best um, to put on all these shows for, you know, from this year and then moving on into next year um, and to finally have the World Finals coming back. Um, you know, those guys, are, they've worked their butts off um, all of this year and all of and all of next year to try and get these shows up and running. So, um, thank you to those guys and obviously thank you to you guys for for keeping these shows running, um, and, and the fans as well. Um, you know, uh, you you guys have said this multiple times um, that if it wasn't for the fans, then Monster Jam wouldn't be what it is today. Um, so yeah, so uh, thank you to you guys and thank you to the fans as well. Um, because you guys make Monster Jam what it is, and you guys have made Monster Jam, um, you know, what it is, you know, from the start to now, and I think it's been 30 years, I think. 30 years next year, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be cool, and if you haven't seen the stunt truck for next year, uh, well, the 30th anniversary stunt truck, then um, I actually personally like that design. That's a pretty cool design. Um, so... Yeah, so uh, World Finals is coming back, and um, I know, Scott, personally, you can't wait for it, and uh, I personally can't wait for it as well. Um, so, is there anything that you want to plug to the community? Um, well, I know we, we have a preview special uh, coming up on NBC November 13th, so make sure you watch that. We'll have more uh, information on... Next season, we'll talk a lot about Grave Digger's 40th anniversary, about Monster Jam's 30th anniversary. Um, I believe we're announcing some end-of-year awards on that as well. So that is November 13th on NBC. Um, our season finale on NBC Sports Network, uh, actually where I'm at on the East Coast, airs in one minute. Um, so if you have anybody that will be watching this, you know, Soon it's round 26 from Indianapolis, and that airs tonight. And I think we're going to have replays airing uh, throughout the fall and winter. And then, uh, you know, we'll be back ready for another season. I think we're filming in Oakland as our first uh, first event next year for TV. So we'll be out there. But, yeah, the, the next thing for us, we got live events through <clears throat> mid-November, I believe November 15th. And then um, – you know, we get some time to prep for next year. But, yeah, that preview special should be pretty fun. We filmed a lot of that. I know uh, the Andersons were very much involved in that, talking about the 40th anniversary of Grave Digger. So that'll be in November. Give our fans something else to be excited about. Yeah, and um, 
you know, the the 40th anniversary paint scheme for Gravedigger was, um, you know, I guess you could say shown off in, in the um, 2022, um, you know, announcement show, I guess you could say. Um, so, Scott, for you, how cool does that body look? I know from a fan's point of view, or for me, it looks absolutely epic. Um, but from your point, Scott, how does it look? Or how, how cool does it look? I mean, I was right next to it, and um, I, I thought it looked like a shiny new toy <laughs> to play with. So I envy the five drivers that get to drive that <laughs> thing here. Um, I thought I thought it looked great. You know, I, I know there were some subtle changes that will really stand out when fans get to see it in person. I know there was some reaction on social media from old school fans that that some were a little underwhelmed with it. Um, but I, I don't know what everybody was expecting. Um, I, I thought that for the 40th anniversary, I thought it looked great and it is nice and shiny. And there are some things uh, that you don't get to see. Um, on TV that are you know carefully hidden um, and I know my big head was blocking quite a bit of that truck too so I, I ask everybody to that everybody that you know isn't a fan of it to reserve judgment until they see it next year but I'm excited for 40 years of Gravedigger um, I'm excited for 30 years of Monster Jam 2022 is going to be incredible I'm excited that every championship series gets a world finals berth again and I'm excited that world finals is finally back and we get, you know, that incredible environment at Orlando. So it's going to be a great year, but we're not done here in 2021. I think I still have uh, four, four events coming up. Um, and then we start prepping for a new year of TV. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's been, it's been a wild, it's been a wild ride. I mean, it's been, it's been nuts since we came back in, in January. Um, and I mean, we've been we've been nonstop. It's Monster Jam has literally been nonstop since we came back at first weekend in January, and I think that is just a testament to everybody, as you said, the um, you know the fans, the the crews, the the everybody in the office. Um, but you know, it starts with the fans. They had to want to come back, and they had to purchase the tickets, and they had to show up, and they had to, you know feel like they were going to be in a safe environment and, and we we've made it to where they are. Um, so it's just been nuts. This whole year has been nuts to go from 2020 where everything got shut down and, you know, we were without so much for so long. And then to come into 2021 where it, it was just, we came out swinging and um, we haven't stopped and we won't stop until mid November. And then we get six weeks to figure out what needs to happen uh, that hasn't already been set for 2022, and then it's it's full steam ahead there too. Yeah, and I I personally think that this year has been, you know, one of the best, you know, years for Monster Jam. You know, like you said, everything being shut down la uh, last year, um, and then coming into this year, you know, getting show after show after show done. You know, that's just a testament you know, to you guys and, and everyone who works backstage at uh, Feld Headquarters with Monster Jam and everything like that. So I personally think that this year has been one of the best years uh, for Monster Jam and I know, and I can almost guarantee you that next year um, will probably topple this year, um, you know, with the stack lineups and the shows and World Finals coming back, you know, next year, watch out because I reckon Monster Jam will be probably one of the hottest spots 
uh, in the world next year. Um, and yeah, it, it's going to be an epic year next year. Um, it will easily topple anything that that um, you know any motorsport has done um, over the last couple of years. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, like I said, Monster Jam next year is going to be it's going to be off the charts. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. Um, and you never know. Next year we might have a new championship winner. So um, and you know, I personally I hope that Tyler, you know, because Tyler's definitely one of my you know, my favourite drivers, um, you know, coming, you know, like you said, he's made it to two back-to-back, uh, world finals racing, uh, finals, uh, back in 28, 17 and 18, I think, um, and, or I I think it was actually, um, yeah, so two, two world finals racing championships, uh, and he came up just a little bit short against Strine and Adam, and, God, that that race back in uh, World Finals 19 was close. Uh, me and Dad were looking at each other and were like, "God only knows who won that." And it was by the slightest of margins. Like you cannot have picked that any better. Like it was um, within maybe a tire. Like it was so so close. Um, and uh, I spoke to Adam um, the day after, and he said. Uh, you know, if Tyler had beaten me, I would have had to beat him up in front of everybody. So, um, but I mean, you know, it, it's all it's all fun and games, um, and they all respect each other. So, like I said, Monster Jam's just a great community and all. Um, and you know, it, it's going to be cool to see what what the track for World Finals uh, looks like next year. Um, I know I heard some rumors. I don't know if this is true. Obviously, next year is. Is still a couple of months away, and the World Finals is is uh, still a couple of months away. Um, but I know, I think someone said that they're not going to do the down ramp anymore. Um, I hope they do. I hope they bring it back or they use it uh, next year because uh, it just adds another element of, uh, you know, I, I think it's um, you know, I think it would be more of a, you know, a technical aspect to to the way that drivers uh, approach it. I mean, you obviously we saw it. Back in 2019, where um, they took it, you know, easy off the start line and kind of build, you know, you know, building up speed down there. Um, and I know I was watching a um, Tom's crew chief. He said that um, he did something to the, I think it was the left side of the truck, just to um, kind of cope with that uh, that bounce coming down the down ramp and um, onto that, I guess, say mini straight. Um, so hopefully they bring it back. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. And uh, either way, the World Finals track for next year is going to be epic. Um, and I can't wait to see what the tracks for next year look like, um, whether they stay the same or if they'll have subtle little changes. Um, so, yeah, you know, next year is going to be absolutely epic. Um, and I want to kind of bring back to the point of you saying, um, you know, with people kind of complaining about the way that Gravedigger, or the, the 40th anniversary body for Gravedigger looks, and, you know, having subtle little changes to the body, um, you know, I'm going to go back, um, to when Jimmy first debuted his new Bounty Hunter, that, you know, that rock crawler, um, you know, type design, and I said to that, oh, look, you know, personally, I don't think, you know, I don't, it doesn't look too appealing, um, and then I go to the World Finals, and boy, I was shocked at how good that thing looked, um, and I spoke to him about it, and he said, Look, you know, you you summed it up really well because you know you want to you know you want to try and make the truck 
you know as best you know as you know you know as good looking as possible um but you also want to have it so it works well for you and and it's comfortable to drive and everything like that um so i can't wait to see the 40th anniversary body in person if i do um either way i'm going to see it on youtube or facebook or instagram or just over social media in general um and i can and you know i can bet you that i'll be doing some investigations see if i can try and find those little things even if i have to zoom in on the photos i'll try and find those just those little just those little subtle changes like you've mentioned before um but scott for you um how did you what was your reaction when jimmy debuted that rock caller type uh that rock caller type um monster truck i thought it was great um I think I've been saying that a lot today. I'm so let me let me rephrase that. I thought it was a good strategic move for him um, because he had been chasing that racing championship for so long, and um, you know I was on tour with him when he debuted that truck. I thought it looked super cool. I love my favorite part of that truck was just seeing the the top end and those shocks sticking out through the body of the truck, um, and I I had never heard anything negative about that on social media. But I, I thought I knew why he did it, and I'm glad that it paid off for him. Um, I like I like change. I like when you know people get creative and and do different things and you know make some adjustments. I, I think things like that are why um, the sport stays fresh, while the you know why the drivers stay fresh, while we get different world champions because you know you're out there taking risks. But you know a lot of Old school Monster Jam fans don't don't adapt to change very well. They don't they don't like it, and then when they finally get used to it, it changes again. And I understand that, you know, you don't want to get used to something if you know it's just going to go away, and you're going to have to get used to something else. But the fact that it paid off for him, it it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. He he designed it that way, built it that way to win a racing world championship, and he got the job done. So yeah. all that matters at the end of the day is that he got that. That trophy, he's a world champion, and his his risk paid off. Yeah, definitely, and um, I can tell you, like, um, I was watching, um, you know, there was a live stream, I can't think of where it was, Um, I think it was actually on the Monster Jam website, Um, there was a live stream of of, uh, the racing competition, and um, I was on the phone to Dad during the last uh, two races, I think, or um, uh, I think it was the... Uh, the last race of the semi-finals and then the finals um, and the finals was uh, obviously uh, Jimmy Creighton in Bounty Hunter and Barry Masawa in Zombie and that was a cool moment for Barry being in front of his hometown and making it to the to the racing finals unfortunately he red-lighted um, I believe and that obviously gifted uh, Jimmy the well I shouldn't say gifted um, but I, like Jimmy was you know super fast all night he did not make a single mistake um, I think at one point he actually jumped so far that um, he'd had to hit the brakes and he actually hit it the backflip ramp. Um, yep. So that shows you how hard he was pushing and how much he wanted that racing championship. I mean, that dude's been in the final s- so many times and come up s- um, come up short so many times that um, you know the emotions and and everything just got to him. And I, you know, me and Dad was so happy that he finally managed to get that racing win. Because uh, that was the one. That's the one thing that's been bugging him, you know, throughout his whole Monster Jam career is that one championship. 
So, because he won the champion, the freestyle championship back in 2005, I think, um, or something around there. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, to, for him to finally get that racing championship, oh, I was so happy. I went um, to uh, my local Target and bought, uh, you know, pretty much every bounty hunter I could see. Um, and, oh, man, I was, me and Dad were so happy for him. Um, so hopefully he can, uh, hopefully he can, uh, back it up next year. Um, but I mean, if he, if he doesn't, you know, he's still got that one to, to remember. And that's going to be a special moment for him for the rest of his life. He was not announced as being on a, on a series. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, they can work something out and get him, get him on somewhere. I, I am of the theory that every champion deserves an opportunity to defend it. Um, so I do hope he gets an opportunity to come back and, and defend that championship. Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, so that, that's interesting that he hasn't been announced for for any series. But hopefully he does, or hopefully he gets the um, chance to come to the World Finals and and defend his defend his racing championship. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, hopefully he does. Um, if he doesn't, that's going to be a real shame for him. Um, not to be sure. able to defend it properly. Um, I, but, I doubt this is going to happen, but I, I just think the crowd would go absolutely bonkers if they announced 23 um, of the competitors and then the 24th was announced as Jimmy Creighton as an at-large. Like, that would be the, the fans would go flipping through the roof. Oh, they would. Um, Obviously, I, I don't see that happening if he doesn't compete somewhere but it's just it'd be a very cool moment for him yeah uh, to be able to De- def- definitely and um like i said i think the f- i i personally would go absolutely bonkers if if he was announced as the 24th entry or just at least an entry into the world finals but i mean we'll have to wait and see so um hopefully uh hopefully you can work it out something with monster Jam, like you've said um and if he doesn't then that, that's going to be a real shame but um, that's looking into the future, so hopefully, fingers crossed that he gets a gets a uh, an invite to the World Finals. If not, hopefully he's still he's you know still there as um, you know just just there you know just say hey I'm here type of a thing. Just like with all the other uh, all the other monster trucks, um, you know I think for the World Finals there's over a hundred trucks there. Um, you know, all the ones competing and then all the ones that have, um, come to see the fans at the World Finals or, um, there just to help out. So, but we'll have to wait and see. So, fingers crossed that he gets a, gets an invite or he gets a chance to compete in Monster Jam next year. Um, so, going along the lines of, um, you know, everything, uh, being locked down last year and then Monster Jam having just an absolute Blitch of social this year. Uh, during the 2021 championship, what has been the best moment for you? Um. Wow. I think. Um, I mean, there's 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 a few different things there. Um, working with with Colt Stevens as my color commentator was uh, an absolute thrill. Uh, and a half he did a great job this year he elevated my game um and allowed me to settle in into a role i felt more comfortable with and uh, so our first show out in round one i thought was just a great moment we kind of clicked instantly 
and had a good chemistry. Uh, our events at Atlanta Motor Speedway were really awesome, just being on that big track and seeing uh, what everybody did, especially in the one we did in the mud. Um, you know, just little moments like that. Um, you know, Ryan dominated most of the series, so it, uh, you know, definitely uh, – I mean, it made it fun to watch because you never knew what he was going to do. But, you know, he was just beating the crap out of everybody for so long. It was like we were telling the same story. And I think at one point in time, you know, on TV, I I, I said, uh, you know, you're not watching a rerun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, watching Kristen Anderson win, win a stadium freestyle was, was awesome. Um, just things like that, man. They were, there were moments here and there that stood out. Uh, it's 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 tough to just pick one yeah um, we did a really really phenomenal year for for the tv show i thought it was great the whole team was just amazing elevated the show from you know the moment we started to the moment we stopped it was just a an a plus effort um now that we have a you know different department working on specifically the tv show it just gave us a, a lot of freedom to be able to you know amp it up and step it up so um I, I just thought the whole year was a massive success and the fact that we're still here at the end of september and we're still doing multiple events every weekend um and and for packed crowds it's just it it, it tells you a lot about the the people that work for the company and the people that believed in Monster Jam to be able to come back. And um, I'm, I'm super stoked to take what we did in 2021 with all of these restrictions and um, protocols and, you know, 50% attendance. And I think we started like 20% attendance. Um, I'm excited to take that into 2022. Um, you know, obviously we'll still have protocols in place and safety in place. Um, but just to be able to kind of take the reins off a little bit and run with it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hundred percent. And um, you know, for the people that you know didn't keep up with the uh, championship this year, um, there were a few different drivers in, in in a few different trucks. Obviously, you mentioned um, Kristen Anderson having her shot in in a stadium and um, you know winning her first stadium freestyle championship. Um, that was really cool to see and. Um, you know, she is another one to watch out for next year. Um, you know, well, Jim Kohler win two racing competitions. Oh, was... I mean, and and he's not known for his racing, so no. that that no. definitely shook up uh, Monster Jam for sure. Um, and you know, he, you know, not to knock Jim or anything, but he's getting better and better and better at racing. I mean, all you have to do is look back at World Finals eighteen. I mean, he made it to the semi-finals and he almost made it to the finals. Um, and, and that shocked everyone. So, um, and then, um, so, you know, um, you know, and, and he's another one to watch out for next year. You know, um, I think he won, um, you know, back in 2019, I think, um, he won the first overall event championship of, of that, um, series. Um, so, you know, he, he's definitely another one to watch out for and, you know, his trucks and his team can um, definitely take, you know, his trucks can definitely take a beating. You know, the saying he's got now is, uh, we've got the toughest monster trucks in the world, and there's no question about that. Um, he's got some of the best equipment, and, um, you know, he's got Corey Rummel building, you know, their chassis and everything like that. 
uh, and they're using the CRCs, which is Corey Rimmel's chassis. Um, so they've they've got the toughest trucks in the world. There's no question about that. Um, and you know, obviously that chassis is working for him. Um, you know, making it uh, as far as he has in racing. You know, winning two racing competitions and and making it to the semi-finals in uh, at the world finals and. That's some of the toughest, you know, racing you'll see in Monster Jam is at the World Finals because everyone's on their A game and everyone's trying to win every single race because um, I know um, back in 2015 or 16 um, when Todd Duke won his first World Championship, I think that was the racing one, um, you know, he was unbeatable that night and so was Ryan and um, I think it was either, I think Scott Douglas said that you had to be, um, you know, almost perfect to beat um, uh, Todd LaDuke. Um, and Ryan almost was, uh, and, he, and he flipped it over at the, at the corner. But, you know, and he's, um, you know, and hopefully, uh, Todd's another one that hasn't been announced for, for any series yet. So hopefully... Um, he gets to come, you know, hopefully he gets announced, um, to drive a truck next year, um, because he'd be another one to watch out for, um, you know, even this year he's won a couple of arena, arena shows and stuff like that, so he's definitely going to be another one to watch out for. I mean, we, me and Scott could sit here all day and say, you know, you know, you could watch out for Adam and Ryan and, and all these people, but, um, you know, just cut it short, everyone... Um, you have to watch out for, because Monster Jam, it's not like F1, where, you know, each weekend, you know, you know, um, either Mercedes are winning, or Red Bull are winning, Monster Jam, you're going to get a different winner every weekend, so, um, yeah, I mean, and that's what makes Monster Jam, you know, you know, going back to that, what makes Monster Jam different, that's another thing that makes Monster Jam different, is you never know who's going to win, at any given time, you know, no one expects Jim, you know, Jim Kohler to win a racing event, and he goes back to back and wins two racing events in a row, so, at the same arena, I think, or stadium, I think, so, um, yeah, so it's cool to see different, different drivers winning, um, events that people may not expect, um, and that, and that keeps you on your toes when you, when you go to an event, so, um, we'll have to wait and see what, um, what Jim does next year. Uh, and, and just the whole team scream in general. So, yeah, and Todd is on a tour. He's on Red. Is they we haven't announced his truck yet. Ah, okay then. So um, there you go. So um, I, well, it'll be interesting to see what truck he gets put in then, because I know there's a lot of trucks, uh, for next year that that aren't being used. Uh, Blue Thunder's one, Dragons one, um, uh, there's uh, there's a lot of other ones that aren't being used. So hopefully they make an appearance. Um. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see what, uh, truck, um, Todd gets put into, you know, maybe his truck in Monster Energy or it may be a different truck, uh, but we'll have to wait and see what, uh, Monster Jam comes up with. Sure. Uh, but is there anything that you'd like to ask me, Scott? What time is it over there? Uh, it is, uh, 12.54pm. All right. Fantastic. I was curious. I kept trying to... Our conversations just kept trying to figure out what the time difference was uh, and and when uh, we were going to match up here. So that's great. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate your, uh, you know, your willingness to 
get this out there to Australian fans. Um, I, I hope that we are able to begin our international uh, shows again next year and, and come back to Australia as well. So I, I appreciate you doing that and being so knowledgeable and easy to talk to. It definitely uh, makes for a good interview. Uh, thanks, man. That means a lot. And um, I know a lot of people have come up to me because I started this when, um, back when the whole COVID thing actually started. Uh, you know, not being able to go to school and do, um, you know, and doing a homeschool, homeschooling and everything like that. Um, I thought, oh, you know, because I, I know someone um, who who does podcasting. Um, and I said, hey, you know, what do I need to do? Podcasting, everything like that. And he said, you just need a laptop and a microphone and you're set. Um, so I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll give it a shot. And uh, the first episode I did, uh, was with you, but um, as we as we said in the start, um, there was I had some issues trying to put it up and everything like that, um, and then uh, school school came back, so it was um, difficult to try and work out times and everything like that, uh, and then it got and then homeschooling came back, so um, yeah, I mean it's, it was great to have you on the podcast, um, and hopefully. Um, you know, you get to come um, over to Australia because I don't know if you've ever been to Australia before. If you have, um, then, you know, that's awesome. I mean, I personally think that Australia's probably, um, you know, Sydney at the moment, that's a bit of a, that's not doing the best, but that's a different story for another day. So hopefully everything gets cleared up next year and, um, you know, international border start opening up and me and dad can come over to the u.s and and i see the world finals and hopefully then you guys can come over to australia and do what you do over here because i mean you guys put some of the best shows in australia um on and you know i've been to everything me and dad have been to every single show since 2013 um and i've been lucky enough um to to snag a couple of trophies i mean i had no voice at the end of the night but i mean um it's a it's a small price to pay when when you're getting you know something so priceless that um you know a voice is a voice and i've gotten um you know a couple of cool memorabilia bits i've got a spike from tom's truck i've got damon's uh racing title from 2014 Uh, my sister's got scott buto's uh freestyle from 2015 he's actually signed that I also got Mark McDonald's hat, so, um, you know, I'm definitely one of those lucky people, um, and, um, you know, we put, you know, every time we do a sign, we try and put as much effort into it as possible, um, because, you know, those, you know, the drivers and the and the technicians are putting, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 hours, you know, every you know, day, night, whatever it is, to try and get those trucks up, up and running for to put on a good show. Um, and I know the last last show that came over was 2019, and um, it was a bit of a different lineup. We had Colton Eichelberger, we had Morgan Kane, we had Lindsay Reed, we had Chad Dingler coming back over. And the last time he came back over, the last time he came over was in 2016, and he actually won the racing title in Melbourne. Uh, he flipped in the semi-finals and came back and won it. So, um, and that's and that's a testament to the technicians of Monster Jam, you know, working their backsides off to try and get the trucks back up and running, uh, and to come back out and win a, and to win the racing portion of the event. That's, 
um, that's just a huge um, you know, that's just a testimony to how good these technicians are so um yeah but hopefully um hopefully we get to come over next year and hopefully you guys get to come over here and do what you do um and it'll be cool to see you guys again um you know the only show I've been to this year was a uh, was actually my first arena show um with um some of uh, our guys and um Hayden McClary and Brock Thomas actually uh Brock Thomas competed in Monster Jam back in 2019 um and I mean those guys are some of the best drivers that Australia has to offer. I mean, Hayden McClary, he's like he's Ryan Anderson of Australia. Like he's just absolutely nuts when it comes to doing things, and um, he's the first Australia. Uh, he's the first Australian to ever land a backflip in Australia, besides Monster Jam. Um, I think um, George Bellham actually did the first uh, backflip in Australia with Monster Jam. So. Um, it's cool to see him in the history books to do a backflip in Australia as the first Australian to do it. Um, and like, like I said, he's the he's the Ryan Anderson of Australia. He's so good at driving a truck; it is not funny. Um, and um, you know, he had a pretty busy weekend that weekend. Um, he was supposed to be in uh, Queensland and to do a speedway show, and that show got rained out, and he had an hour. Um, to get to Queensland to Sydney, so the first show, the first flight, um, he booked that, and he was there within. Uh, he had uh, ten minutes to go left of the pit party, so um, I mean, and th and that's just a testimony to how good and and how committed and how passionate these drivers are. Uh, you know, not only from Monster Jam, but you know, f you know, not only here, um, but also in the US and everything like that. So testimony to everyone who works you know on these trucks or drives them or technicians and and even the promoters of the shows um obviously monster jam have uh, a huge um you know a huge fan base and and a huge working cohort i guess you could say um you know different people doing you know either management or or promotions or whatever it may be um but yeah like monster Monster Jam and Monster Trucks in general are, are definitely one of is the uh, for me is probably one of the best motorsports you'll you'll see. I mean, how often do you see you know a twelve thousand pound truck flying fifty sixty feet in the air? You know, doing backflips, doing moonwalks, um, sidewalls, uh, bicycles, um, and, and and again, this is a testimony to you know how safe um, you know safety for Monster Trucks have come a long way. Um, you know, from, you know, beefier, you know, they've got fuel injection, they've got like a little L, uh, a screen down their trucks, um, to show RPM and, and like their oil temps and engine temps now, I think. Um, and I think Leslie Mears actually did a, like a small little segment on that, on a show, I can't think of what show that was, but, um, yeah, like safety in monster trucks have come a long way from, from what they first were to having... I think, you know, 12 inches of travel in their shocks to now having, I think some trucks have got 36, uh, 36 inches of travel. Um, and you can just see, you know, if you go through a timeline from the first truck, which was Bigfoot, to, to you know, some of the newer trucks that Monster Jam have and what we've got, um, it's just a testimony to, um, like I said before, to the technicians, to, to making these trucks safer 
and, and more durable so they can um, do bigger and better stuff over the next coming years. Um, so, yeah, and, um, yeah, it, it's just, um, I have no words to say. It's it's just incredible to see how how far Monster Jam has come over the last 30 years and to see how far um, not only Gravedigger, but, you know, this is, um, you know, Ryan's 10th anniversary in Son of a Digger. Um, and it's probably come at the at the worst time for him because he hasn't really had a chance to to really celebrate. He, he didn't really get a chance to to do a new body or anything like that. Um, but hopefully the his fifteenth or if he does it, you know, if he does a fifteenth or a twentieth, hopefully he can you know go all out with maybe a new paint scheme or a new body. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. That that's five years, um, five ten years ahead. So yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can rectify that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um we'll have to wait and see and um yeah, but um that that's all uh that's all we have time for. I wanna say huge thank you to Scott for um for coming on. I mean, you know, it's been you know, probably a year and a half in the making. Um and um this episode uh will be up later tonight. Um I'll give it a quick run through and make sure that there's no audio cuts or anything like that. Um, but I also want to say thank you to every single one of you that have listened. Um, I now have over 400 total plays and never, ever did I think that the, this podcast would get as big as it is. I mean, I've had people come up to me, you know, from school saying, hey, dude, you know, your last episode was really, really good. Keep up what you're doing. And that means a lot to me um, because, you know, I don't, I don't have the best equipment. Um, but obviously what I'm doing is, is, uh, working for people. So, you know, and those compliments make, um, what I do so much easier because all, all I then do is just keep doing every time I do, you know, an interview or a podcast, um, I just keep doing the same thing over and over again and just change it up a little bit. Um, so I want to say thank you so much for 400 total plays. Um, I never ever thought that it would get this big. Um, I've even had, you know, um, people from the Monster Truck community come up and say, hey, that was a really good episode or, or thanks for having me on and stuff like that. And if you need anything, um, let me know. So that means a lot. Um, so I want to say again, a huge thank you to Scott. Um, you know, he's done two shows today, so um, I can guarantee you that his voice is a bit sore at the moment. Um, but yeah, I want to say thank you so much to him for coming onto the podcast. Um, and in these times, um, you know, in Australia and the US and just around the world, I want to say, guys, please stay safe, you know, do everything that you possibly can to, uh, to end coronavirus, um, or at least stop the spread, um, so we can get back to a new normal. So please guys stay safe, um, you know. I love all of you guys that are listening to this podcast. Um, you know, it means the world. So thank you so much for coming on to this uh, podcast, Scott. You got it, Ben. Thanks for having me, man. It was a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, same to you, mate. Um, and hopefully uh, tomorrow's shows are as good as today's. Um, and hopefully um, the Gravedigger crew have sorted out the Tyler's electrical issues. Um, but like I've said, this is all we have time for. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, share it around. Uh, and please stay safe. And until next time, um, I will uh, talk to you later.